Well, we're back at it. Another episode. This is episode two, season two, episode two. Uh, checkerboard chat. So last week we kind of kicked it off for the season and talked about and discussed, um, went over the depth chart and all that stuff. So now it's time to, we're going to dig into the schedule. <clears throat> uh, so probably this week and the next two weeks, we're going to go over uh, four games each episode and just kind of dive into, you know, where they were last year, what to expect this year, who their key contributors were, um, all that good stuff. Yeah, we'll hit it a few games at a time here. I think this this one we'll go through what the first first four episodes maybe. The yeah, first, yeah, yeah. First so yeah, first four games. Um, so and we've officially kicked off fall camp. So yeah, uh, we're getting down to it. Matter of fact, directly, you know, on, on my TV right now is the Hall of Fame game, baby. It's 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 here. It's time. Hey, we've got football every week between now and the month of February. Every week, there will be football to watch. Gosh, that puts a smile on my face. I can't. I'm so ready for for it to get here. It's it's insane. We talked about it last week. Like it's here and then it's gone. It's here. But I know. Now it's back. We're in the good. We're in the good we phase. We here. So, so, um, so kicking off the season this year, uh, Tennessee plays the University of uh, Virginia. That's going to be September second. At twelve o'clock Eastern on ABC, that'll be an eleven a.m. local time, time kickoff because they're playing in Nashville. Um, Virginia Cavaliers last year ended up uh, three and seven. They were one and six in the ACC. Not great, Bob. Not great, Bob. Who they beat in the ACC? Um, uh, see, well, and so they they didn't have a. a not a great season. Now they did take Miami. Uh, that was a very exciting game. If anybody can remember that one, they went into four overtimes. Um, you know, <laughs> now get this, get this. So they went into four overtimes, and the final score is fourteen to twelve. That's not good. <laughs> That's no bueno. Um, Unfortunately, well, I guess technically, fortunately for us, unfortunately for Virginia, uh, they're picked to finish dead last in the ACC this year. They are not a very good team. I think um, they beat they beat Georgia Tech, maybe. Uh, be honest with you, I'm I'm not sure. Um, <clears throat> one of the highlights for last year for Virginia, the. You know, the god-awful tragedy of the shooting on campus, which did cut their season short. Uh, they ended up not playing the final, I believe it was two games. Yeah, um, they, they played ten games last season. Yeah, they had, the. well, I'm not sure how many ended up tragically passing due to that, but if I'm not mistaken, it was three players on the team, and I'm yeah. not sure who else may have been affected by that. But, I mean, it's understandable. You know, you lose teammates, it's... You're three and seven, you know. It's uh, I mean, yeah, there's you, there's you, more things to life than football. You don't, you definitely don't want to play anymore if something like that happens. No, no, I know I wouldn't. I mean, that'd be, gosh, that'd be tragic. So, um, moving into you know who they got. Uh, so they are returning a senior quarterback. His name is Brennan Armstrong. 
so some of his, you know, quickly his numbers for last year, he was 185 for 338, uh, which comes out to roughly 55%. Not great. Not great. Um, not That's great at all. Brennan arm weak. Arm, yeah, it's certainly not arm strong. <laughs> Knee slapper. Uh, 2,210 yards, seven touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Not good. Um, certainly some some room to work there. Now, uh, when I, you know, went and done some research and got all these numbers, I did not dive into what they're looking at. From what I've seen, it looks like he is going to be the starter. Now, whether that lasts through camp, whether he rolls out, you know, against Tennessee, September second as the starter, they may have somebody coming in. I'm not sure. Either way, that's what that's what they had from last year, and he is a returning senior, so uh, one would assume it's his job to lose. Um. So they also have uh, their running back last year. He ended up. Not great. Uh, 123 carries, 371 yards, and six touchdowns. That was the quarterback stats for rushing. He led the team in rushing last season. Wow. (laughs) Their actual running back had 81 carries for the season with 365 yards. Not good. So did they end up with, like, less than 3,000 yards for the entire season? Uh, passing yards total was 2,200. Rushing yards total was 1,200. So. Just a hair over 3,000. Like 34-ish, 3,400. So, I I couldn't find who uh, the the leading receiver was. He, they, so it said no info, so I would assume he either graduated and is out or he got picked or he's a free agent somewhere. Uh, Uh, Last season it was... Kayton Thompson, I think he got. Kayton Thompson, uh, uh, or I don't, I may be pronouncing that wrong, but I think he plays in Detroit now for the Lions. Well, we'll take that. So he ended up with fifty-three receptions, five hundred and seventy-nine yards, and a big fat goose egg for touchdowns. Their second receiver plays for the Packers now. Their third receiver is is back, Lavelle Davis Jr. So had um, sixteen receptions on the year. He, um, I don't see this going much differently for them this year. I mean, they they got a lot of work to do in the locker room on the roster. I mean, there's there's some some pretty sizable gaps to be made up here uh, for the Virginia Cavaliers. So ESPN analytics give Tennessee a ninety point four percent chance to win this ballgame. And the, um, you know, Chase, I, we had a 96% chance to beat Georgia State. Don't do that to me. I've already got my don't do that in to my me. bag packed. All right, I'm I'm ready. And the over or the the line is Tennessee by 28. 28 points. Goodness gracious. So, um, I mean, I feel like that's massive. That's huge against a Power 5 school. But. That's a Power 5 versus Power 5. I mean, I don't know, outside of Vanderbilt, Rutgers, and somebody. I mean, it would take a high team and a low-tier team to end up with a spread that big. Yeah, I don't remember what Georgia-Vandy spread was last year, but I think it was somewhere around 30-something. I could be wrong, but that that feels like it should be around that. So, 
um, you know, not a whole lot to cover on that first game. It's not going to be much. I hope. Um, you let's know, hope it goes as expected. Let's hope it. Let's hope it goes as expected. So moving on to game two, we play uh, on September 9th at 5 p.m. and that is either going to be on ESPN Plus or SEC Network Plus. So that's going to be a stream game. Um. And that it will be against the Austin P. Gavnaz. The Gavnaz. That Gavnaz. Not a bad uh, season from them last year, though. No, no, they went seven and four, uh, three and two in the in their conference. Um, you know, I, from what I read and what I understand, that was a tick above where they were projected to end. Yeah. So, uh, I guess you could say that was a. Uh, what am I looking for here? Above average for them, I guess, or they, are they, over, they accomplish their goals. They overachieve for them. Um, so, but one notable game from last year, they did play Alabama. The final score was not great, but it wasn't terrible. Alabama beat them 34 to nothing. You don't, know, Austin P lines up against Bama. That should be a 50 point win. At least. So, um, should be, uh, should be a, should be a cakewalk, you know, shouldn't have to, shouldn't have to lose sleep over this one, but I would say this is also one you gotta, you gotta, you gotta wake up for it. Um, yeah, don't, don't, don't sleep on it. Don't should sleep should, on them. Don't should, sleepwalk. We should be able to play our walk-ons in this game and win it, but don't lose focus. That's the big thing. Just stay on task. Do what you got to do. If you got to run the ball 500 times, run the ball 500 times. You should be able to beat them straight up. Yes. Um, so they also have, <clears throat> excuse me, a returning senior. Um, we'll butcher this last name. First name is Mike. Last name is DeLillo. 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 <laughs> yeah, something like that. So he ended up, he was a 201 for 332, which comes out to roughly 61%. Um, 2,480 yards, 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. <clears throat> Not awful. Um, running back is a returning junior, C.J. Evans Jr. He had 132 carries, 647 yards, 6 touchdowns. And then uh, their wide receiver, or their leading wide receiver from last year, has transferred to Texas Tech. Uh, he'll be an incoming. Yeah, I mean he'll be an incoming junior uh, for the Texas Tech program. Dre McCray. He had seventy-five receptions, one thousand twenty-one yards, um, and nine touchdowns. He had a hundred-plus yard game against Alabama. Uh, Thirty-four to nothing. So that tells me he didn't score. But I mean, anybody getting hundred-yard games. At that level over Alabama, no wonder why he transferred out. I mean, he he's he's solid power five player. Yeah. Um. Again, should sleepwalk through that one. That one should be a, a no brainer. So much so that they're not even going to put it on TV. You got to stream it. <laughs> um. Moving on to, I would say the highlight of this podcast, which is going to be the biggest game, obviously thus far at this point in the season. The Florida Jort wearing, mouth breathing, <laughs> lizard skinned, inbreds. Uh, yeah, we head down to the swamp week three. 
tough place to play. Yeah. It's not the Florida teams from Spurrier and no, you know, but it's, it's not. But it, it doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Florida has our number outside of last year, similar to us in Kentucky. Kentucky had one of the best teams in Kentucky's program history, and we beat them. And it's the same way with us in Florida. You know, we could have a stacked team, and Florida could be below average, and they seem to find a way to to they they have our number. You know, so. And it's it's like you said, it's on the road, it's in the swamp, one of the toughest places to play. <clears throat> um, last year, they did find themselves in 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 a, a below average for them. Uh, they ended up six and six, uh, six and seven if you count the bowl game. They lost their bowl game. Uh, Billy Napier last year was his first year, right? Maybe, yeah, I, th- I think that's right. I, I thought so. Um, <clears throat> He ended up with the conference losses were Kentucky, Tennessee, LSU, Georgia, and um, Vanderbilt. Yeah, I uh, I saw a guy, SEC something. He's some analyst for SEC. He posted a prediction, and he's got Florida going three and nine next season. Oh my goodness! If they go three and nine, Billy Napier will be fired. Yeah, and the prediction was when they come to the Vandy game, they lose to Vandy, and then Billy Napier gets fired that week. Billy Napier don't make it back to the team bus if they lose to Vanderbilt and end up three and nine. Lose to Vanderbilt twice in a row, or Oof. two two years in a row. Oof. <clears throat> Pack your bags. Gotta go. Gotta go. Um. So they also lost on the last week of the season. So they lost their last two or three games because they lost. Um, their bowl game, and they lost rivalry week to Florida State. <clears throat> Florida State beat them. Uh, they did lose their last three games of the season, and they're losing their first rounder. LOL, Anthony Richardson. <laughs> um, People are comparing Joe Milton to Anthony Richardson. Gracious. That's the craziest comparison. So it looks like, uh, you know, their quarterback battle or what I've heard of, the, you know, their quarterback battle is Wisconsin transfer Graham Mertz uh, and their returning sophomore Jack Miller the third. Um, so who knows who they're going to roll out. They got two games before they play us to get that figured out and find out who's going to be their, their number one guy. Um, you know, their offense uh, – pretty stagnant at times and then they also had explosive plays last year at times so i you know depends on what they've had in the offseason how well they've come they now they're recruiting pretty well for 24 they are and their talent level as far as just talent roster wide it's not very deep but just as far as the top end talents it's good it's good as yeah. some of the top teams in the sec it's like trevor etienne that dude's a baller he, yeah he's oh he's yeah. good I seen something earlier. He had a quote where he said he was eyeballing sixteen to seventeen hundred yards this year. That wouldn't shock me, because so, I mean, what else do they have? Well, I mean, I have yet to hear of them name uh, QB one. So I mean, they they either they have two studs or they're struggling. One of the two. They're struggling. I think I think somebody was on. Uh, ESPN talking about how their spring game they were struggling. They were hoping somebody would come in the portal. Oof, this summer not great. But I don't not think great, they ever man. got anyone. 
So, <clears throat> you know, uh, in defense, I'll be honest with you, I have no clue. Um, you know, uh, they give up a ton of yards last year. I do know that. Um, well, I mean, like, let's, let's be honest here. We've not covered hardly any team's defense because it's Josh Hopp. I mean, again, right. he, other than Georgia, he's going to put up points against mostly anybody. It's how well can we manage the other team's production. That's, I mean, I, you can't argue against that. That's that's a good point. So, um, you know, defense I'm not too concerned with, or the, the opposing defense I'm not too concerned with. Like you said, he's going to find a way to get yards and points. So that's that's going to be what it's going to be. It's It's who can we stop on the other end. So uh, we end up in a situation to where, you know, last year their quarterback was obviously Anthony Richardson, drafted number four overall to the Colts. Um, he was 176 for 327 for 54%. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he, he didn't even have a touchdown until they played us last season. Yeah, that's, not a single I mean, that's, touchdown. that's not great percentages. He had 25 uh, 2,549 yards, which isn't awful. He was drafted uh, off of his athletic ability. Oh, yeah. He's just athletic free. Yeah. 17 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. So, I mean, I guess drafted off potential, you would say that is what it is, but that's like that's not jumping out to me. Yeah. No. You know, from by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, Hendon last season was upwards of like 65% completion or something crazy. Yeah. Um, they're running back, so they had a two-back system last year. Um, Montreal Johnson Jr. and Trevor Etienne, as you mentioned. Um, both of them were returning. Montreal Johnson Jr. is a returning junior. He's 155 yards last year for 841 yards and 10 touchdowns. 155 uh, carries. 155 carries. <laughs> um... Trevor Etienne had 118 carries, 719 yards, and six touchdowns. Um, but he was a freshman last year, right? Yeah. And he's, he's yeah. So he's solid. Um, their three main wide receivers from last year were Ricky um, Peral, Justin Shorter, and Xavier Henderson. Uh, Ricky is a returning senior. Uh, Shorter was drafted by the Bills. Uh, and then Henderson, it, it didn't say, it just said not listed. There was no year, no status. So I don't know if he got picked up in free agency or he just graduated and decided to move on. Anyway, uh, Ricky had 33 receptions, 661 yards, five touchdowns. Uh, Shorter had 29 receptions, 557, 577 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and Henderson only had 38 receptions, 410 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, again, none of that's really jumping off the page at you to say, holy cow, you know, they got a stud receiver, but um, they're going to find a way to, they're going to find a way to, to, you know, get some production out of them. But <clears throat> um, if you have, a quarterback that was drafted number four overall, and that's all you got out of him. I don't have the high hopes that Florida fans have for one of these two guys, Graham Mertz or uh, Jack Miller. If yeah. Anthony Richardson couldn't take these same players, 
drafted number four overall and win games, I don't I don't see these either one of these two guys doing it. I mean, Wisconsin transfer quarterback Mertz, I mean, he wasn't – of course, I don't cover or watch the Big Ten, but, I mean, I don't remember him being in talks for like a Heisman candidate or, you know, no. he wasn't like a national – national brand name um or anything so um you know we're so on on our last episode we're all gonna me and chase are gonna come through and and give an official season prediction game by game um we got a little we still got to figure out what we're gonna wager um but so that that kind of recaps week three in the swamp how you how you how you feel i feel i feel great about that one I'm, I'm kind of along the lines of that of uh, the SEC analyst that thinks they're going to go three and nine. I mean, I don't think they're going to go three and nine. I think they'll five and seven. Their ceiling is probably eight and four. I mean, week one they open up against Utah. I don't think they're beating Utah. No, that's a loss. They're not beating Florida State last game of the year. Probably. I mean, not. Florida State's. They're talking like a, a Florida State could potentially be a, a dark horse for the playoff. Yeah, they're not beating them. They're not beating Georgia. No. They're probably not beating South Carolina or Kentucky. No, and they lost to Vandy last year. And they lost to Vanderbilt last year with a quarterback that was drafted number four. Yeah, you can't mark that with a – you can't mark that as a dub for them. So, I, you know, they they could really struggle this year. And if they do, I would not expect anything less than to see them excuse um, Napier from his duties. Yeah. I wouldn't because I mean, don't get me wrong. As much as I literally despise Florida, I mean they're known for having a great football I mean, program. They've, they've they're got, not going to settle got, for that. They've got standards over there, just like we do here. Yeah, so they're they're not going to play around with that. <clears throat> he messes around and 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 goes five wins or less, and he's toast. He's gone. Yeah, I agree with that. Even even with the top five recruiting class coming in for next season. I mean, that would be his only saving grace is if he got six and six, but he could convince them, I got my guys coming in next that's year, true. top five class. I mean, that's – but that's going to be his only saving grace. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. You end up five and seven, and you're going to have some decommits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely. Mean, that's not going to fly, so. Especially if um, we do we do to them like we did LSU and oh, throw, yeah. throw 30,000 in the swamp. Oh, yeah. Oh, Take and I didn't – we didn't go over it. But jumping back to the front, so that game is September 16th at 7 p.m. on ESPN. Yep. That's going to be – that's prime it's time gonna, for me. I mean, that's going to be – that's going to be good. And they – I don't know if I said it or not. They ended up 6-6 six and six last year, 3-5 and five in the SEC. Yeah, not Who great. were their three wins? Uh, Kentucky. Missouri, I think. Missouri. Did they beat South Carolina? Maybe, because I thought I saw something that was like, "Oh wow, they beat South Carolina," but we didn't. LSU beat them. Um, Georgia beat them. We beat them. So they got two more losses. Or Vanderbilt beat them. So they got one more loss floating around in there. So I'm pretty sure they did beat South Carolina. Anyway, so we're gonna move on. Chase doesn't feel this way. I am terrified of this next game. San Antonio. Week four, 
the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. Uh, that game will be played September 23rd. Uh, the time or the network have not been released yet for that game. Um, coming off of a 7 p.m. kick at Florida, I would imagine this is going to be a noon kick or a, what's that weird 4.30 SEC network oh, slot. Yeah. So that's probably what we're going to end up on that game. Um, Playing Conference USA, last year they were 8-0. and They won the Conference USA. They were 11-2 and overall. Solid. Um, Great team. Solid. I mean, they're they're projected to be the number one team out of all the group of five teams this year. Uh, and, you know, you can sit back and be like, well, that's not saying a whole lot, but let's not forget two years ago a group of five team made it to the playoffs. That's true. Uh, Cincinnati, of course, they got demolished, but they still, you know, they made it. Um. So, their only losses, they lost a number at the time, number 24 Houston, 37 to 35 in three overtimes. Uh, number 21 Texas, they lost 41 to 20. And their bowl game, they lost to number 24 Troy, 18 to 12. So, they did have three losses, one of those being a bowl game. Uh, but they all came from ranked teams. You know, it ain't like they lost to a scrub. Um, on our season for Tennessee, this is this is, in my opinion, this is our trap game this year. I agree with that. You you cannot overlook that at all. No, um, it's it's not going to be a cakewalk like Austin P and no Virginia a, a game like that. So. Um, they do typically UTSA finds theirself at some point in the season cracking the top twenty five every year. Yeah, usually. So, um, and I mean, far as we know, by the time this game comes around, we could be fooling ourselves. This could be a another decent time kickoff. I mean, this could be a top twenty five matchup. Yeah, that's true. So, I, uh, I, I don't want that. <laughs> no, not no. when this is supposed to be a. Uh, like a mid-season tune-up. So, uh, game but four, UTSA. You're supposed to play your, play your first three games and then <clears throat> figure out what you need to work on and then fix it in game four. Kind of what this <laughs> is supposed to be. Well, it, I tell you what, though. This this would be a, it'll be a good test. This right here is where we're going to find out what our defense is made of. Yeah, their offense is high-powered. Their quarterback, let me tell you. He's a returning saint. They're loaded with vets coming back. Um, they have their quarterback, returning senior Frank Harris, last year went three twenty eight for four seventy one for sixty nine point seven percent. That's seventy percent completion. That's very good. That is very good. Uh, he also had four thousand fifty nine yards. Um, and you know, you, you kind of, you look at that number and you're like, well, you know, they play in conference USA. It was only one year. That could be a fluke in 2021. He was their starter and he threw for 3,177. Um, but last year he ended up with 32 touchdowns, nine interceptions. It's a pretty good ratio. That's a very good ratio. 
He was also one of their leading rushers. He had 128 carries for 600 yards and nine touchdowns on the ground. This dude's a threat. Mm. I don't like it. I that. don't like it. Uh, they did have a two-back system um, in 22. Uh, Kavarian Barnes and Brendan Brady. Uh, so their, their number one was Kavarian Barnes. He had 136 carries for 851 yards and six touchdowns. Uh, he is a returning sophomore. Uh, their second guy, I, they didn't have much information on him at all, so I don't know if he's graduated, moved on or not. But Brandon Brady ended up 156 carries, 699 yards, and nine touchdowns. So he had more carries, but not as many yards as uh, Mr. Barnes did. Um, so they have, according to ESPN, they have basically a four- receiver rotation but they had two studs uh yeah two guys with um, one guy with over a thousand yards the other guy really close to a thousand yards yeah so the first one was uh raise returning senior zachariah franklin uh, and the other guy was joshua cephas bo cephas bo cephas's long lost cousin probably <laughs> <laughs> so uh franklin had 93 receptions 1000 uh, 137 yards and 15 touchdowns. Um, returning senior, and then also another returning senior, Joshua Cephas with 87 receptions, 985 yards and six touchdowns. So, they've got a third receiver, DeCorian Clark, who's on the Werfel Trophy watch list, which is the uh-oh. trophy for. I think it's the, a, a trophy specific in their conference for top receiver. Yeah. So it's it's basically like their own little Bolitnikov. Kind of, yeah. I think. But he's, he's on that watch list for that. So, so they, they've got three solid dudes that, that are going to be great receivers. And a quarterback that can eat you up with his feet or his arm. Yeah, and obviously deadly accurate at 70% last season. And 14 miles worth of yardage. Yeah. Um, so looking at the first four, recapping all the first four, you're, you're back in loaded, um, on your first four. So your, your first two should be walks in the park. Uh, your second two, Florida is very beatable, but Florida is also not very beatable for us, especially in the swamp. Who was the last quarterback to win in the swamp for us? Ainge? Eric? I think it's Ainge. I mean, that's going back, man. I mean, we... 04, 05, or 07, something like that? We need this one desperately. Desperately, we need this one in the swamp. Yeah, we do. Um, Of course, you know, talking about hostile environments, I mean, we we walked in there and made LSU look silly. We did. Death Valley. Uh, Now, granted, it was 11 a.m. local time. The Cajuns hadn't had time to get sauced up but (laughs) (laughs) who who we kidding cajun stay sauced up yeah well they woke up that way probably um this is a little different scenario you get in florida at night 7 p.m um so the first game's in nashville 
first games in Nashville shouldn't. I mean, I would expect a majority Tennessee. Um, it's going to be orange either way. Probably. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Um, so I don't. You know, I, we're not going to run into any weird scenario of you know. I don't think Virginia's flocking to Nashville to pack out Nissan Stadium. Probably not. So uh, your first two are going to be home games, basically. Florida in the swamp, and then UTSA at home. Um, I don't know, man. I I feel pretty good about the first four games. I'm just I'm I'm I am personally more nervous about week four than I am week three. I know you don't seem to feel that way, but I I think I think we can take Florida in the swamp. It's not going to be easy. I'm not saying we're going to outscore them by forty, but I do think that's a win. And I think UTSA is probably a win. I just think that's depends on <laughs> if if we get our defense to show up the same defense that showed up at South Carolina. UTSA will beat us if they're don't, getting that kind of play out of the quarterback. Don't say that. How embarrassing would that be to be three and zero? You just beat Florida in the swamp. UTSA, and then UTSA comes to your home and. Mr. Franklin makes you like it. So that's, uh, that's their first four week recap. Next week we will cover weeks five, six, seven, and eight. Um, uh, you know, a lot to, uh, dive into again. We didn't really touch on these teams defenses simply because like Chase said, it's more of a, let's see what we can stop versus not what we can score on. We've shown that we can score on anybody, obviously outside of Georgia. Um, Cause that didn't happen or South Carolina for that matter. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm torn. I really am torn. Part of me is like, let's hurry up and get it here and get these first four weeks over with, but then I don't want to rush them through. Yeah, I don't want to rush through the season. Savor it. Savor every last drop. <clears throat> so, um, how you feeling? I feel First great. First four weeks. I feel great. Do you? I Scale of one to ten, what's your confidence level? Eleven and a half. <laughs> <laughs> to be specific. One thousand, one thousand nine hundred and ninety-eight. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not worried about any of the four. The only. The only thing that worries me is our history in the swamp but uh as far, as far as the head-to-head matchup we we should handle it we should handle it but you know i'm hey we broke the curse when we beat alabama i ain't worried about nobody else you know lsu that would that we were projected to lose that game and we made them look silly we did make them look silly so really bad um i'm i'm confident i feel good uh so we'll go. We may not have this. Uh, may not have this same attitude on the next podcast covering the next few weeks, but we'll handle that when that bridge comes. So, um, anything else that you'd like to add on the first four? I mean, that's the thing is, these first four weeks are you, you kind of get your garbage games in there too. So there's not really a whole lot to kind of dive into on those. We spent more time on Florida and UTSA than we did the other two. Yeah. Um, other than but those fact, are your bigger games. Yeah, I don't really have anything else to add other than the fact that we're going twelve and zero. That's let me, a, let me rephrase. Actually, it's fifteen and zero. Yeah, you got to count your playoff games. And let me the, tell you, I'm telling you right now, 
if we end up in the national championship game, I will be there. If I got to go out there and sit with my little plug-in TV and my lawn chair in the parking lot, I'm going. <laughs> I may not be able for, to afford the tickets, but I'll I'm going. There, I'll be there for the pregame festivities at least. <laughs> catch a hurry up and catch an Uber back to the hotel to watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. But um, so yeah, that's I mean that's a wrap on weeks one through four. Uh, you know, if you guys would love to have any input we would absolutely love for you to interact on twitter at the what's it the checkerboard pod yeah checkerboard pod at checkerboard pod at checkerboard pod on twitter so um it's not called twitter feel free to on x (laughs) thanks whatever that is yeah (laughs) you know that's what happens when you have too much money yeah you just buy something (laughs) an entire app Anyway, you know, so feel free to interact with us on there. Give us suggestions. Um, I think we're planning on this year, right? So for the, you know, while we're doing the in-season recap and previews, we're probably going to have some some people on with us this this year to interact with and yes. do a podcast with. So that'll That's be fun plan. for us and them. Um, so, yeah, tune in. Stay tuned. We're, we're going to get this thing rolling. We'll be on next week probably around – Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere around in there to do weeks five through eight. We'll cover that. Um, and then the following week, we'll cover eight through 12. It's time, man. We're here. We're here. Hey. Let's do it. Season two, episode two. That's a wrap. It's Appreciate a wrap. you guys. Thank you.